0: Another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, CN Santana. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious co host, Hunter Van Leerup. Yo yo yo. Uh, we are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics on Stable in New York. So guys, it's our end of the year spectacular. I say this I said this last week. <laughs> um This is we're gonna be covering indie books for our best stuff, so with it being the end of the year, it's not that much news, so we're lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have two bits of news and um James read one book this month uh, this week because I was not in the store today, so
0: Yes. Um, I have about a couple books, actually. Yeah. But uh, there's only one I want to talk about anyway.
1: Yeah, you can talk about it when we get there. We'll do a quick review. Yeah.
0: yeah. All um, right, so, so let's get let's on with some news. news. You want, uh, let's do the good news. I guess of uh, the two, uh, let's do the, the, <laughs> the best of
1: the two. The, the good news, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so the Superman <laughs> Lois teaser came out this week. Um, this is for the new CW show coming out. Um, the trailer is, and uh, even if you go to their Instagram, um, it talks about how the entire show to be about family. So in the trailer, it's a small breakdown. Um, it's just a it's voiceover by uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Hoekland, um, just talking about what it means for the family and what it means to be Superman. Um, and then afterwards, um, the actual imagery is just kind of like shattered like shards of yeah, stuff. Kinda cool. um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, the kids look older than we thought.
1: Yeah, we thought they were going to be babies. I thought they were going to see, like, Little John and Little Jordan growing up in season one, and then season two would be, like, a three-year timescape, and then they'd be a little bit older, and yeah. they'd get different actors. Yeah, no. But it looks like they just automatically aged them way the fuck up to, like, my age. One, I think one of them is my age, and the other one's, like, 18. But you need that teen well, drama, because it's CW staple. It's CW. <laughs> you need them, uh, cause, that's exactly what Because they said um, Lois and Superman will never cheat on each other, so we need some love conflict to come, because it's CW, so we're going to have to get it from the children and their relationships. I mean, I
0: guess. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. I thought – so it's funny. When they cast them, they look really young. Mm-hmm. And I guess just because of, of filming and like, just headshots and nonsense like that. that it's or like, maybe oh, they were just you're... like
1: throwing us off.
0: That's true. Um, but yeah, the kids look a lot older. Um, the suit is actually really cool looking. You no,
1: know, The suit looks so good.
0: So – and we were talking about this before we were recording. When you first see Superman's suit in Supergirl – and in the other in the other crossover events it looks just like supergirl suit but with pants
1: yeah they basically went supergirl suit but for a boy yeah <laughs> which supergirl was supergirl was made first in the show at least
0: in the show but like Clark was a hero before um Kara was yeah and that's the whole thing like they even bring it up in the show where like mm-hmm. she's in his shadow
1: yeah
0: type of thing um but then like you see a suit and it's like uh it's just her suit Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like this one a lot um, someone pointed out like it's really closely based between on between like the New 52 and Rebirth because yeah. um, the belt is really like, the New Two's belt um, the, suit, the top is the the chainmail looking part of it is from like Spare Returns mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple other like small things that make it like a combination of different um, suits you worn throughout different media so it's mm-hmm. really cool though I'm actually really excited about the show
1: yeah I'm excited about it too I think it starts up what next Two,
0: two weeks three weeks I don't know because I wasn't paying attention to the end of the trailer <laughs> oh I know it's January something yeah they all will be premiering around the same time
1: yeah I think Superman's the first one that comes up in the slate this uh, this season I think it's Superman Lois and then I think it's Batwoman and then it's Flash and then Legends I think that's and weird then I, and then I don't know when Black Lightning is so we'll
0: find out eventually right. yeah so we have that. And then, anything else you want to talk about, so maybe before going to the sad news? Uh,
1: no, I got nothing else to talk about. It looks so like We're going to
0: definitely rant in like a second. Yeah,
1: because we were ranting about it off-screen, so let's bring it up to the <laughs> on-screen stuff. All
0: right, go ahead.
1: So, Spider-Man just got a new suit announced for issues 61, 62 and 63. Um, they're not just going to be in those two issues, even though I hope they are. It is his new suit going forward, so says Nick Spencer. But he says it's important to the story arc. Um, It looks awful. uh, Can't change my mind. Bye. (laughs) It looks so bad. It's this white and blue with orange tracings around it. And I'm just like, like, I'm okay that it's a tech suit because he's had tech suits before. Spider-Man Worldwide, Iron Spider, the movie gave him a bunch of tech suits. I'm fine with the tech stuff. Spider-Man's yeah. smart. He should have some tech in his suit. It shouldn't Absolutely. just be like silk. You know what I mean? It shouldn't just yeah, be like... The,
0: like <laughs> spandex. Like cloth. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just spandex. It should protect him from bullets, you know? Yes. And, so, uh, the, that, that works. The suit. But that it just, suit. It's just so ugly. It, it looks bad. It's not... And it's, it's, it's against Dustin Weaver who created the suit. Um, This is just a bad-looking suit for Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, if it, it was I red, get...
1: orange, and blue, I'd be okay with it. And if it was red, or, yeah. red, black, and blue, it would be great. But they made it white and orange. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He looks like Ricochet. Yeah, like it's...
0: yeah exactly. And I, like, unless they're doing secret identity again, it makes which no sense could to be interesting, but and then I brought, yeah, like... I
1: brought up the fact that it could be like a different person underneath the suit. It might not be Peter. I... They might just be yanking our chain.
0: Which would be a cool twist based on what we saw in this week's issue of Spider-Man yeah, at the Peter end. Yeah, Peter Parker of, is basically told Bates. that he has
1: to... Yeah, he's basically told, like, you have to quit or your family's going to die and I'm going to kill everybody. So, will Peter quit for two two story arcs and then some new guy will take over? Or is it just going to be Peter gets a new suit to protect him from Kingpin's bullets? Because Kingpin's yeah, the well, villain in that arc. Like, well, I don't know what's happening. Who's, who's going to make it for him? Like...
0: Well, you see the word Stark in the background. Uh, oh, I thought it was
1: going to be sec- from his uh, friend from college who made the uh, 2099 uh, changing uh, – the fucking future telling box or whatever.
0: Yeah, which would have been fine. I thought it was that um, we No, we saw it um, in the first one. It says – like the issue 63's cover says Stark in the background, but yeah. that's just whatever. That's a background. It and covers me nothing in comics now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so I think – the one thing against the theory that someone else taking over, because if, if it's someone else taking over, that's going to be stupid. All the like, promo it, stuff
1: says Peter Parker.
0: but Yeah, it, it, it better, well, we got yanked Daredevil.
1: Yeah, I know we keep getting yanked, so.
0: <laughs> so, but if it is someone else on this suit, it better not, it has to be Miles. I don't want some new rando exactly. to, like, uh, uh, Why yeah.
1: wouldn't they just be like, oh, Nick Spencer goes, all right, Miles is taking over for an arc. Yeah. Don't worry, it that's makes awesome. sense. He's just going, Spider-Man's getting a new suit. Why though? I don't get it.
0: Just guys. Like just I mean, cause. we'll
1: see why. I'm. I'm still gonna read Spider Man. and Maybe we'll talk about it when it comes out. But right now, I yeah. hate it. The internet hates it. Nobody wants this thing. It just looks. No. The the covers look cool because it's Gleason art. But like. Oh yeah. I absolutely. I, I can't do it, man. I can't. It look it like there's a small part of me that wants to stop the book, stop pulling the book, until the suit goes back to normal. But I can't because that's
0: my boy. So. <laughs> Well, it's like only one, one of two books that you read, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, man, don't judge me. I read a lot of uh, indie stuff. <laughs> I know you do. And we'll see you today.
0: Yeah. All right, all right that's, so. That's all our
1: news, unless you have an opinion news, on, your suit, on the suit for you.
0: Dude, you already know it's, like, I said this before when we're texting and when we're talking about it off camera. I think, uh, off screen, I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that this suit's design is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, only because it's, it's just a very starkly different outfit. Yeah, it's not even like close like said, to. You, know, you continue, and then I'll finish. Oh yeah, um, it's not even close to being like oh, it's just a little bit of an upgrade to like oh, you went from that to like the, this new suit. So yeah, like in, like in
1: worldwide. Worldwide was he has the same yes. suit, but it's got a little bit of metal on it. He's got the stupid wings, and he's got green on now. He's got like green uh, tints. The neon, that yeah, ma- yeah, the neon. that made sense. Again, yeah. if this one was or still a red color instead of a white I think people wouldn't hate it as much but the I problem so, is too. that they
0: made it white armor blue and, yeah it's white blue or, and orange
1: or at least make it the iron spider suit again
0: yeah like you could, Mary you Jane could,
1: wore it it's still around
0: I, exactly <laughs> you know I think the I think the problem is they went with something so like drastically different um that I wouldn't be surprised that it with the outrage that it does change the outfit oh, does yeah. change
1: I feel like it'll only be in that... those two
0: issues. And then they'll go, ha yeah.
1: ha just kidding. <laughs>
0: well, they did that with Scarlet Spider, remember? When Scarlet Spider, they did the uh, second series. With, yeah, uh... he, he
1: had his, the first arc was that new costume with the hood and the mouth. And yeah, then after and, the first and arc, the mouth they changed thing. it back. They were like, it's the classic yeah. suit again, but it uses his hood a lot more. It's like, whatever, it's all good.
0: <laughs> like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't so... be surprised
1: if this gets, like, shot back instantly. Oh, yeah it's just it sucks for dustin weaver though because dustin weaver like was talking about (laughs) it in an interview and he said it was like he he said it wasn't just him it was nick spencer and one of the editors and they were all like working on it collaboratively and they wanted to get like you know tech infused with the classic spider-man feel i'm like this doesn't look like classic spider-man in the slightest but okay that's
0: (laughs) that's what's missing it looks like someone pretending to be spider-man
1: it looks like of that new book radiant black it looks like that guy (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it looks like that. It looks like erratic. Like yeah, ugh.
1: exactly. It looks like everyone that's not Spider Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but trying to be Spider Man.
1: Yeah, it, it looks like yeah, it looks like an invincible character version of Spider Man. Like Robert Kirkman made
0: Spider Man. Yes. Here he is.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's Spider Man in the Invincible Universe.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like here's the pa- like here's the pache. Like it's close enough without being sued.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like what Donny Cates can pull off in crossover. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> alright, alright.
1: On to our topic. Not right. a lot of news this week, like we said, because it is New Year's and it is the end of the year. It's also a fifth week, so you know nothing's coming out in books yes. as well.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so, guys, we are talking about our top independent books for the year. Uh, we are talking about three each. Um, so of last week, we did two each uh, with audible mentions. We will be three each. And do you have any audible mentions? Can I have, like, two?
1: I have th- four, but, but oh, yeah, all, they're all quick. Uh, I'll run through my honorable yes. mentions really fast, and then we'll jump to our big ones because it's going to be a little bit bigger. Cool. So, my first honorable mention is a uh, Nomen Omen. I picked this up on a whim because Courtney really liked the artwork and like how it was per- like um how it was thrown out with like the colors are uh, only available when like the Magic World is happening because of the main character's um okay. disability. They have um monochrome something with their eyes where they can't see colors. So, oh my, uh, oh,
0: my god, I know what yeah, that is. it's
1: like monochrome something. They have um. This disease, though, like, their eyes don't see color, so they see them black and white. But when... So the book is all in, like, a black and white scale. But then when the magic starts happening, it, the colors start coming out. So it was really cool. Um, so that one's definitely a real fun one. It's... The issue 13 comes out in March. So it's almost done. Volume 2 came out. I was going to talk about it on my top three, but then you were complaining, so...
0: <laughs> no, it's funny. I was thinking about it when I was making my list. I was like, um... I'm going to leave Power Rangers because Hunter said he was going
1: to talk about it. <laughs> nah, man. I left it for you. But now that I know that's not on there, maybe I'll switch it now. Uh, Power Rangers Since the Past was really yeah, cool. It was, it was it. a nice, fun story on the Time Force thing. I just recently finished Time Force, so it was really cool to be like... I get to pick up okay. where I left off, essentially. Um, yeah. yeah. Next honorable mention is Bog Bodies. It is the uh, Warren Ellis like Irish Mob story. Not Irish Mob story. You know, Irish Mob where it's like this dude... Um, he accidentally killed this girl on a on a false hit. So he's like okay. repenting for his crimes because the boss is coming after him. So um he just basically runs away from his crime family and they just try to hunt him down in, in a bog. I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. And then my final honorable mention is Paul is dead. I don't know if this came out at the beginning of this year or if it actually it came out last year. Okay, it did. Uh Paul is dead, it's um like it's one of the conspiracies about that Paul McCartney actually uh died and they replaced him with a new person. Yeah. So it was really cool to see like how they went about the conspiracy and like everything that went on. I like um a lot of biopics based off music musicians. Like I love Rocket Man, and I love Bohemian Rhapsody. So it was really yeah. cool that the Beatles got one in a comic book. I thought that was interesting. So <laughs> Did you ever read the
0: Nirvana one? Uh which one? Nirvana one. Oh my god, I forgot what it was called. There was a Nirvana uh, book? That's awesome. Yeah, it was uh two years ago. Yeah, I think about two uh, years don't... ago. I'll look and it up. Only... It was only in OGN.
1: Mm, I'll look into it.
0: So is this one. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah.
1: and then I know there's another musical book that came out this year called Blue and Green. That's by Ram V. I haven't got a chance to check that one out, but I definitely, I pre-ordered it and it's on my shelf
0: somewhere. So, it's like <laughs> I definitely so, have.
1: <laughs> so yeah, those are my honorable mentions. James, you want to run through yours real quick?
0: Yeah, I'm actually just uh, putting my thing, like, officially together. Um, I have Power Rangers, Dragon New Dawn, uh, which is nice. a issue miniseries, uh, from Boom Studios written by Anthony Birch. Um, it brings Ranger Slayer back from, um, the current power of timeline back to her, the world of the coinless is where she's from, where she's from and she takes the, the, um, step into becoming the new dragon, um, not for her own doing but because the world kind of needs order and she has to fill that hole left by him dying or mm-hmm. dying, quote unquote. Um, my second honorable mention actually is going to be, I want to say, um, the part of the truth but I can't. Because <laughs> uh-huh. it didn't
1: finish its arc yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We have some rules in our little uh, independent podcast. <laughs> All
0: right, so uh, sorry about the interruption, my net went down, so we're because we're recording this uh, via the internet. So um my second book, like I said, was uh Jack and the Dawn by Anthony Birch. Um, I recovered the fact that it's uh, what makes this book so cool. One is a three issue miniseries, which is normally I have a big problem with. Uh, but it did it one of those, uh, it actually did it the right way, where you had the beginning, set up a bigger story, the climax was awesome, and then the resolution was great within the three-issue span. Um, there is kind of a pass, here. it really is a four-issue mini if you count the Ranger Slayer one-shot that came out beforehand.
1: Yeah, the 3 comic
0: um, one, right? Yeah, exactly. No. Um, so that's one of my honorable mentions. My second honorable mention is actually uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, uh, I want to say Unloaded, Necessary Evil. Necessary Evil. Um, which is the final story arc for Mighty Morphin Rangers by Ryan Parrott. Um, this shows, this had the introduction of the new Green Ranger. This shows the the Power of the Chaos gem. Um, it, just, it just introduces the new Dark Rangers. This introduces us to the Emissaries. This arc also um, brought in the close, um, the close, the start of the uh, Omega arc by itself for the Imperials. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a combination of everything that was important made *Paradise* great. Um, and my third favorite is uh, one of my auto mentions is um, *A Man in Fuck of Time* from *After*. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a fun, cool book to read. Um, I'm into time travel, that's why it's an honorable mention because it's a very niche um type of book to read. Uh, but it's a fun, cool, out there book um, that explores time travel and kind of the selfishness behind it. Uh, and it's kind of a fun comedy book, so if you do want to check that out. Oh, um, oh my God, what's the fourth one I was going to say? Oh, did they? By AfterShock.
1: Yeah, that just finished up its first arc like last
0: week. Yep. <laughs> last week, yeah. Um, yeah. that's uh, another AfterShock book because they tend to be short. Um, what I like about that book a lot is, um, it's a horror book without it's a, it's a zombie book in a very different style of what you think a zombie book would be. Like, hmm. it's not like um, Terminal Punks or no, – the Terminal Punks is a zombie book.
1: It's set up like um, a year zero where it's like the beginning yeah. of a zombie story.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's not like a year zero. It's, it's really cool. Dead Day is really cool. Um, it's a cool kind of take up like, zombies are coming back to death, but They know it's once a year and this whole celebration and what it really hmm. means uh, to everyone. So it's a really cool book. If you like um, War Z, you're, the, the book, not the movie. If you like <laughs> the, the book War Z, you'll like this. So those are my honorable mentions. So That's you ready cool. to get into, you ready to get into your picks?
1: Yeah, sure. We'll start at three. The you'll go three, then I'll go two, etc. Yep. So I'll start at my number three, which was "Sweetheart" by Dylan Gilbertson and uh, Francisco Eacuinta, uh from okay. Action Lab Danger Zone. I actually got the chance to interview Dylan uh, a couple weeks ago. You should definitely go check that out. It's a cool little uh, thirty-minute or so chat with him, pretty casual, uh, just talking about the book. But it's this horror story that um, is essentially... I was talking to him. It's uh, it's based off anxiety, depression, and diabetes. It's this monster that follows you based off your blood types and what kind of sugars you eat. And it follows, like... So if it kills the person that it's following, it moves on to their next of kin or whoever they see next. It's this really cool, like, predator-style situation. It's just this awesome family horror title that, um... Action Lab really knows how to produce, like, I always gave Action Lab a little bit of slack, I never, like, talked down about it or anything, it's a publisher and that's fantastic, it's just, right. I didn't really like any titles from them up until I started reading Sweetheart, and I was like, oh man, they can deliver, like, epic storytelling, I didn't know that they were, not, I don't say I not know who they were capable of, but like, I was just was taken aback, I was like, Action Lab has this? This is an image book for sure, this is awesome, I was just so surprised, I was like, oh man, indie publishers that aren't image and dark horse are really coming up look at vault look at behemoth look at fucking aftershock they're just coming they're nipping at the heels man it's not just going to be the big three it's going to be the big 10
0: <laughs> i know this is the way comps are going right now yeah
1: exactly so yeah that's my number three sweetheart it's super fantastic i definitely recommend oh. it there is all, potentially a sequel coming out he talks about it on the uh, podcast so check it out yeah
0: there you the go. Interview? Plug so. your own show. Your <laughs> own side show. Plug the interview. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Alright. Uh you ready for my next one? Yeah. Alright, so my number two I did excellent, uh by Brandon Thomas and uh Brandon Thomas, K. Radoff, off, Lopez and Darren Bennett, uh yeah, by uh, Image Comics. Yeah. Volume two, uh by Image Comics. Um I brought up volume one last year on my independent book. I'm do so. volume two this year. Yeah, I'm same thing um, I'm
1: doing <laughs> with one of mine.
0: Yeah, it's, it's actually a really good, a great book. Um, if you like magic, it, 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 this is one of those books at a, that came out at a very right time in history. Mm-hmm. Um, this You can look at it as two ways. You can look at it as political commentary, because um, all the main pa- characters are black, uh, and they all have magic, but uh, they can all use magic to help rich white people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I forgot about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a That's thing. That's terrible! Um, oh no! And then Michael B. Jordan's yeah. in it. <laughs> I I all <I> right. <laughs> um, I said that last year too. Like, it's definitely mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Um. Oh. Also, the reason why I bring it up because it is just got picked up for a TV show or movie from for Amazon. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be
0: awesome. Um. It's a great look at. Um. Even though like you you have all this power, there's still so many rules to it um and the corruption it takes uh for those that don't that that abuse that power and those on top and what they what they they do to the people that have power they they live in fear of those who have power Mm -hmm. um it's a great book the arts phenomenal um i like i love the message if you're not really into political stuff you can still read this book without that commentary you can just be like okay cool but it's so based in the mythos you kind of need to understand and be okay with that kind of um the kind of genre Mm -hmm. um it's a great book i love the fact that volume two came out um there is a big twist in volume two um and definitely is michael B. jordan (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah it's a great book i definitely recommend it that's why it's my number three uh of my top indie books of 2020 hunter what's yours so no, my number, I did. Number two. Yeah, my
1: number two is Once in Future Volume 1/2. slash I believe the yes. latter half of Volume 1 did come out this uh, beginning of this year, but I could be wrong, and I also could have talked about Once in Future last year, or maybe you could have. It's this fantastic take on Arthurian legend turned upside down with um, essentially a Monster Hunter theme going on. It's this uh, road trip-ish tale. With this grandma and her grandson as she is trying to prevent King Arthur, the evil spirit of him, from claiming Excalibur and uh, reaching his knights to take over the world. It's a super cool story. It's done by uh, Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. It is fantastic. The art is awesome as Dan Mora always delivers. And it's just super exciting to read. Volume 2 kicked it up a notch and just kept going with its fantastic and awesome storytelling. If you're into fantasy and you're into uh, TV shows like Supernatural and uh like wayona Earp it is this awesome Monster of the Week style um romp through Fantasy Arthurian Legend definitely check it out
0: I think what's, I, it's a fantastic book and I think I, do, I think that was one of my picks. the first half of I here. yeah um it's so it's just a great book um I love Dan art um that would have been one of my picks but I knew one of us would take it um, <laughs> so I tried I try to pick stuff that you wouldn't pick mhm um but it's a great book i def- that's a great book and I do love it for the fact that it's it's it's, it's steeped in an legend mm-hmm. um but it does have that same certain moss of the week supernatural feel like you said so it's like hey mm-hmm. you're invested in it ongoing but it feels different every time with a greater story yeah what is um, your number two my number two is actually stealth Ooh, oh, nice,
1: nice, nice. I was going to ask when this yes. was coming up.
0: I I, yeah. I, was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, I don't want to make it a theme, but you understand what my theme is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020.
1: Your, steam, your theme is Chadwick Boseman. Uh,
0: I know, right? My my theme <laughs> is powerful black people. Um, uh, it's stealth is by Mike Costa, uh, Nate Bellegarde, Tamer uh, Bonvela, Uh, Pino and Jason Howard is also produced by Image Comics. And Robert Kirkman worked on it a little bit as well. Yes. Uh, What's super cool. What's great about Stealth is Stealth is a very different superhero book. Um, This takes place in the city of Detroit. um, And their their town hero is out and about, but creating tons and tons of chaos um, in the streets of Detroit under the guise of protecting and, and saving people um, it's, it, it follows a young reporter, um, covering the story, um, with a big, massive twist <laughs> in the series, um, that the, I, I kind of don't want to spoil the, the twist yeah. in it, because it's actually really, what is the driving force for it, mm-hmm. but also understand, like, what's so good about it, yes, it's again, another, um, political commentary on black culture, um, but also what I like about the book, it is a father and son story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like oh, it's not the typical father-son story it's a dysfunctional father-son story um, and it's a wonderful drawn, it's very wonderfully told in in the eyes of a son trying to care of his father uh, within a superhero landscape um, a young man trying to find his place uh, along with living up to certain legacies it's a great story um, the villains are creepy as hell um, but like I said, um, it's a wonderfully told story about family at the end at the end of this. And it's really cool to see that where, like, we've talked about this on the show, like, things like um, uh, uh, Gleason and, and Tomasi's run on awesome, Superman, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. we talk about, like, how much that – what's cool about that family drama is, like, you can tell a superhero story with, with family, um, which is kind of poo-pooed by the big two.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and mm-hmm. this is one of those stories where you actually get to show it off. And show it off very well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um it's actually a great phenomenal story. Um, and I feel like this is going to be a sleeper hit that someone comes out with like after they're done with the full, like the, the, if they go into volume two, um, that people will be like, Oh man, this is a really good story. It's there more? And and sometimes these books kind of get swept on the rug until they make a movie thing, you know? Um, I do hope something goes a If they even do sequel, I don't, you know, I hate pushing the idea of like, Oh, this should become a TV show. Um, it would be a nice movie if they do yeah. it for like a thing like that yeah. of thing because it, it you that first arc is a movie.
1: Oh yeah, um, the first arc is arc. fantastic. You
0: know, and I, and if they never went any further with it, that's awesome. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's it, a it great. It finishes up to, quite yeah. nicely. Yeah, it, it, it like I said, it's a at the end of the day, it's a great family story that we never get we don't get to see really from the big two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what's my number two. Yeah. So, so- you ready for
1: your
0: number one? my number one is
1: olympia by kurt Pyers and alex nice! it is oh my it's one of my favorite books of all time i'm gonna gonna say it right now oh dude it is so cool it's jack kirby meets modern day comics this kid is reading a book in the woods and all of a sudden the character that he's reading crashes to earth and lands right in front of him and he just has this epic tale of him trying to find a father figure and go to the uh creator of the book to see how it ends because the both the villain and the hero from the book they're reading are coming into uh, Earth to take over the world. And it's just this, it's just this cool story about, like, it's a fish-out-of-water story with the Jack Kirby-esque Thor-like character who shows up. He's He-Man and Thor put together, and he's, um, his name is Olympia. He's just this godlike figure that teams up with this boy just to go on a cross-country road trip to go meet the creator of the comic book and save the world from the evil villain It's just, it's super fun. It's It's super campy. It's super cheesy. Uh, Kurt Pyers made it with his father originally, and then his father unfortunately passed. So it's a very nice, like, touching father-son story about reconnection and, like, uh, finding a father's love. And it's it's just super cool. Because the main character in the book, his father is also gone. So it's cool that he gets yeah. two father figures, essentially. He gets the comic book creator and the superhero itself. And it's just this nice, like, coming-of-age story of, like, you know, face your demons and helps yeah. get over guilt. It's just it's really, really good. I cannot, like, no, I, I cannot recommend this enough to anybody. And you especially would absolutely love it. I'm surprised you didn't uh, finish it.
0: I know. It's just because I was just like, eh, there's a million other things I want exactly. to read. It <laughs> got, got swept under the rug from me. Um, But no, and I do like – and I I completely forgot when when you brought this up that this book actually came out because I I, I do this every year. When we do the the end of the year, it's when I I ask like customers or like myself, like my top picks. I'm like – I tend to focus on like the most recent stuff with the back in the year, forgetting like the year's 12 months. And some books are already in and out in that month, that that year.
1: Yeah, books finish up six months in. If a book starts in January, it ends in June. Like – Sometimes earlier than yeah. that, like it's just it's crazy to yeah, see the books that come out like oh, the month.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like doing this wrap up it's kind of cool to see that. Yeah. Um, but well, no, a bunch I of my books
1: are, co- are from the beginning of the year <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, because unfortunately, because of COVID, a lot of books that started in the middle of the year have not finished yet. Like Stillwater, or yeah. uh, Juggernaut, or Maestro, like I was talking about last week, like books that I would have loved to talk about unfortunately had to take a back seat because they did not finish and we have rules but that means next year i get to talk about Stillwater.
0: <laughs> yeah it's true and up yeah very true yeah all right james all what right, is your so number uh, one do... so my number one of course is going to be Parages uh and team and t the yes. crossover this year <laughs> um because no list without, <laughs> at my end of the year list would not be complete without Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I talked about three of them already <laughs> on this year's yeah, list. Yeah, and I talked
1: about Sins of the Past. I think we talked about every single Power Rangers book except for Gogo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that came out this year. Um, but yes, so, um, oh my god, uh, Power Rangers, Tame and T, which was written by Ryan Parrott, drawn by Dan Mora. Um, this is a crossover, this is the first comic book crossover between the teams this is also the first crossover between the mighty Morphin team and the original uh the original turtles um first seen on uh, the parents of space episode um mm-hmm. that was an interesting aware, one. <laughs> which it was yeah no which was the team and t uh next mutation tv show and parents in space um but this is awesome this takes everything off the table you have shredder and Rita and Zed teaming Oh sorry, yes. Yeah, uh sorry, it's Shredder and Rita teaming up. I think. Um you have the Turtles teaming up with the Rangers. R- Rangers swapping powers with the Turtles. you have a giant turtle Megazord which Hunter called like the day. I called it the that. day the day the
1: um the day the book got dropped, like the news about it. The first yeah. to listen. I was like there's going to be a Megazord with a turtle shell and you were like they're not going to do that. I was like watch and then they did. So. <laughs> yeah. It was super cool cool to see, yeah. The
0: the book is great. The art's fantastic. Um, I do like the fact that... I brought brought this up when I've talked about the the Power Rangers uh, um, justly crossover when they swap powers. Oh, I just read that. Oh,
1: my God. It was so good.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. Sequel when? Um, I know. If only. Tom Taylor. It's written by Tom Taylor. Exactly. He knew it was up. I know. Um... But yeah, that's the whole thing. I think what's so cool about the crossover is that sometimes in the crossovers it's kind of lost, like mm-hmm. the the characters feel get, get muddled down to like their very base instincts, and you're like, oh, this is like a child. Like it's like someone wanted to write this and then was like, I have a great idea and only used the, an X version of that character for the crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's so great is that Ryan Parrott, who was writing the Power Ranger books at the time, did the cross wrote that crossover. Um whether uh, we know it's not canon to the tmnt universe but i don't know if it's canon to the power ranger book
1: i say everything that has power rangers is canon to each other because there's always a way to slowly fix it in there because of the weird power rangers timeline that they set up in the comics where any power rangers team from any universe can come in and just show
0: up so i was like tmnt
1: that works because the the turtles know who the power rangers are
0: in that yes and that's what works so so well in the book yeah exactly um we know just League one is because they're in uh different uh different earths yeah. so they they bring them up in the Ranger one uh just League one but in this one was so cool is that um shredder green evil green ranger shredder oh, um so cool. it's just it's so cool how they they they, they are able to m- blend the stories that it's like the reason why tommy's even in new york is because his um cousin joined the, the foot i was about to say the hand on uh, the foot, <laughs> and that's the whole thing. It's actually really nice how they blend it all together and make it matter. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it, it's done very well. And it's not it just fan service. Over. Right. And that's why, like, um, I'll tell you what, like, one crossover that did that, um, which isn't, it wasn't a bad move. I think the problem was um, any early 90s crossover between Marvel and DC have that. Mm-hmm. Um, which feels more fan servicey than it does um story driven
1: yeah like who would win you in know. a fight superman or the hulk
0: right <laughs> yeah it's like oh uh, okay you know this was more of like it doesn't matter who wins like it's gonna be it's it's this is it like yeah it's gonna have consequences mm-hmm. um but i love it so much um it's in trade now actually so yeah. definitely pick it up yeah, so yeah there's our store and disc- they
1: sold real quick
0: yeah, I know. I can't wait. I'm gonna I have to get that book again. Yeah. I need. I need all powers and tricks. You know how. I, you know how I feel about things.
1: Yeah, I'm still probably. I'm probably gonna do the same thing. All I have right now is um, sins of the past. <laughs> I gotta get all the rest. I of I have. Me. You have most I of them. I so I you think got I like a big my... chunk of the GoGo stuff for uh, Christmas.
0: <laughs> so funny enough, I, I was gonna tell you this in person, but what's funny is that so. I got Gogo for Christmas. Justin mm. got me vibes three, four, and five. Nice. My brother-in-law, my, my brother-in-law, Mike, got me Volume one. No, got me Volume two. <laughs> so I have one, three, four, five. So
1: we have two at the store, so you can pick that up there. <laughs>
0: no, we don't. Oh, we so sold it? Two. Oh, no. Yes. So <laughs> I have to I thought we order had one number in, two. I thought we had
1: one, two, five. I think we just have one and five now. <laughs> we have to have
0: one and five now. So I have to order... Whoops. So... I, I have to get two, six, seven, and eight, and then we done.
1: Yeah. I, I think eight's so it's the not last
0: that bad, one bad or nine. Yeah, there's one yeah. Eight's the last uh yeah. Uh yeah, this one, one read read be on nine. the side, yeah. Yes, readers on the cover. Yeah. Uh yeah, readers on the side of it. Um but yeah, so I guess that wraps up our wonderful fun New Year's special slash yeah. award summary for the year. Mm-hmm. Do, so, want yeah, a, do, do,
1: do you do wanna quickly and what and looking forward to uh there's a bunch of new books that are coming out from vault yeah. and from image this year that look uh next year that look awesome the march solicitations just came out and a lot of the books are just yes. keep coming out so next year is going to be this huge thing we're going to have to expand it from three to four books next week next year
0: because <laughs> yeah, all the books will be finishing up
1: for yeah because everything also will be finishing up from covid too all the books that exactly. got uh, delayed because of COVID, like that started issue one in March, will finally get to finish up like next year. So we're gonna see some really cool stuff next year, and also a bunch of new, yeah. new ones. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. Dude.
0: So I guess I'll do my quick review. Book review. Yeah, uh, I'll do, do my quick book review. review. Yeah. Wrap it up. Um. So I I read uh War of uh Black, Doctor Knight's Death Metal, War of the Multiverse, Last uh Last of, uh, of Fifty Two.
1: Yeah.
0: War of the Last of Fifty Two. Denmark. So um this. Yes, that's the only reason why I read it. Um, big thing about this book is that it is definitely issue 6.1 of the Death Metal series, so you have to read this book uh, before uh, before you read issue 7, which comes out next week. Honestly, um, you have to read every down.
1: issue of Death Metal except for the handbook. Like Yeah. Everything, oh, and Legends. You don't got to read Legends either. You don't got to read Legends. But everything else you have yes. to read.
0: But yeah, there's two books. But everything else you have to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what's really cool about this book, it's kind of the final story, so you, um, if uh, more like an anthology. Mm. in this um the one story i do definitely want to talk about is the uh superman sorry uh first uh first man last man mm-hmm. uh, when it's superman and the superman family versus the evil Superman from the dark multiverse that were brought over mm-hmm. um it's actually really cool uh, it, it kind of is a cool fallout from the super boy the, the from the secret origin book from last week
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so if you read that this feels better um, if you didn't, there's some kind of weird missing part of it where you're like, wait, I thought Superboy Prime was here. And you're like, but it's not in this book. Um, so it's one of those things. Um, there's a story in it that was kind of cool. It uh, was the Teen Titans one, uh, which is really cool cause you see a dark multiverse version of um, the Teen Titans. Uh, but it's Raven, so Raven's like, yeah, it doesn't matter how evil you are. I have more control of my shit <laughs> type of thing <laughs> um and there's a cool constancy starting in if i'm not crazy about the art i can't remember the artist who did that one mm-hmm. um but like the biggest part of this book it is um the start of sorry the, the start of the wonder woman uh batman last fight that will lead in seven so with that said um i am giving the book a four um because the biggest problems I do have with the book is I'm not crazy about the constant change of art because it is a one-shot slash anthology slash part of the book, really. Mm-hmm. Like you have to read this, um, but also the, for the fact that the the big pen the big fight of the series is started in this instead of mm-hmm. starting in issue six and finishing in issue seven. Mm-hmm.
1: Weird.
0: You know, so it's just a weird thing. Other than that, yeah, it's like I said, it's good for what it is because it, it feels better as an anthology the knock on is that it's it's you have to read this stuff for this yeah i got you you know it sucks when events that's do that but so it's that's also our, cool it's, yeah it, it makes sense when i don't want to be forced to buy anything to finish a story mm. i should be given the option as a reader to go hey this captain america is captain america one shot a batman one shot a whatever one shot and if I'm a fan, I can pick it up. Or if, like, if I'm not a fan of whatever, I don't have to feel the need or, like, I don't, I don't need to get it to, to read it. So I'm, like, not reading it going, how the hell did this happen from issue six to issue seven? Well, you have to read all these, you know, one shots that happened. Yeah, it's like, it's like the
1: Batman annual that comes out uh, that came out this week. It... Right. Like it's a good companion piece because it tells Clown Hunter's origin, but if you've been reading yes. the book, you can kind of put the pieces together and we saw small flashbacks of like his origin story. This just lays right. it out straight. So you don't have to pick up Batman Annual number no. 5, but if you want the complete story, it's a good companion piece. You That's how you do it, it. properly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's not so it up this week. Yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, it's true. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can head to our website, AndroidsComics.com, check out this week's previews and new releases. You can follow us on Instagram at Androids underscore comics and the podcast, Instagram at androidsamazingpodcast Podcast, and on Twitter at Androids Comics for Up to Date News. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. We will see you guys next year. As in next yes. week, with um a, yeah, well, we're well, gonna be year. talking about Wonder Woman eighty-four. So if you haven't watched it yet, yes. make sure to watch it now, because we're gonna go full spoilers on that movie, and we're also gonna yes. give you our honest opinions. And I don't think we liked it as much as some people did, but also I think we liked it more than other people. So, you yes, know, there's it's going to be some interesting yeah, stuff I, to talk I about. Have,
0: I have stuff to talk about this movie.
1: <laughs> so do I. <laughs> we got thoughts. <laughs> anyway, guys, support, uh,
0: happy yeah. and safe and great new year.
1: Yeah, support your local comic shops and have a nice new year. All right, bye.